You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dat, and today we are talking Braves baseball. We bring in Braves reporter for MLB.com, Mark Bowman. Mark, how you feeling? How's everything going? Good, good. Busy week. Uh, busy. Been a uh, very odd offseason, obviously, with all the uncertainty that centered around the Braves, but to get Alex Anthopoulos in that GM role this week, that uh, started to point the organization back at uh, at least just some from what has been one of the uglier points uh, period in this franchise's history. Okay, so we have the new GM who was announced at the GM meetings this week. He was former GM in Toronto. What does this mean for the franchise going forward? Well, you know, this was uh, everything that John Coppolella did you know, during GM. He, he provided a base. Now, obviously, there's some people that have questioned how he went about it. and he, You know, that's why the organization will be funny. But at the same time, Alex is stepping into a very... Uh, you know, very enticing, very attractive situation where he has a strong farm system. A team that, you know, if you even look at where his pitching staff is at the end of last year and what they'll have going forward, you know, this is a team that that could compete as early as 2019. Um, You know, more importantly, this is, you know, I, I think Alex has a lot of that same tireless work ethic that copy has. He's very aggressive with the trade market. I think that will be important going forward as they and they need to find a way to, you know, the best thing to do is that they can get that ties with Matt Kemp to create a lineup spot for Ronald Acuna. And I think that Alex is one of those guys that will think outside the box and, and do anything and everything he can to, to do that. And if not, they may have to part ways with Nick Markakis. But, you know, Alex is one of those guys that, has shown in the past, not only is he aggressive, but he's also creative uh, in his, you know, as he attacks trades. I feel like Braves fans are absolutely salivating at the idea of their top prospect, Ronald Acuna, and watching him crush it in the Arizona Fall League, I'm sure, has just added to that anticipation. When can fans expect him to see, you know, this guy in a major league uniform? You know, I would say opening day. I think he's going to come to spring training and force their hand, you know, any thoughts of holding him back until May or June. I think he's one of those guys that's going to, you know, they're going to see what he can do. And um, I, I think that any temptation to hold him back will, will be a race. I, I, I think there's a, a strong possibility we see him on opening day. All right. Fans will look forward to that. Also at the GM meetings, a lot of talk of the Braves adding a veteran pitcher. How big of a need is this for the team and how are they going to address it? You know, I think that the, the bigger need is the bullpen. Uh, rotation-wise, that they added a veteran pitcher. You know, if you got a front-line guy at, at you know top of the rotation type of uh, arm, then you know, I think that's certainly the way to go. You, you can't pass up that opportunity. But I think that they're going to be looking for just to add some experience to that bullpen. You know, they have they have some talented young arms in there, but at the same time, they need to they need to add a little bit more certainty. You know, that they can't rely on Jim Johnson next year. Uh, and then you've got some of the other younger kids, um, Daniel Winkler, while there's potential there, Jose Ramirez, or, um, you know, those guys have to prove themselves a little bit more before you can 
go into a season confident. If you start looking at you know the way Davis is out there, could they, could they make a run for him? It's a possibility. Mike Meyer might find his, his um, he might appear on their radar at some point in time. Um, he'll be on the radar of a lot of teams, but uh, you know I, I do I do think that we'll end up adding at least two relievers this winter. So, I mean, with one of the best farm systems in baseball, they've got eight of the top 100 prospects. That's the most in the majors. They can afford to be aggressive this offseason. How aggressive do you think they actually will be, though? I think they'll be very aggressive. You know, you, you look at Alex's history in, in uh, Toronto, uh, the trades that he made, whether that's, you know, to uh, Ferrari Dickey or for Josh Donald, Donaldson or to even trade Roy Holiday soon after he got the junior job. You know, he was never afraid to to make the trade and I, and I think that you know this is that one year where they, they do have a feel for the value of many of these prospects and it, it may be time to move them and, and I don't think he'll shy away part of that being he doesn't have any connection with these prospects it's none of that emotional attachment and that might be good Mark you've been following these prospects very closely in the AFL give us another name or, or a couple names here of guys that you think we could see next year in the majors well Mike Soroka and, and Colby Allard are two pitchers that that you could certainly see. That's not an opening day type of thing. That that's more of the uh, June or July. Those those two guys made the jump from A ball to double this year and, and were very successful. I think Soroka is kind of the easy probably come first. Uh, maybe just because he's a little bit more physically mature at this stage of his career. Um, you know, from a, an offensive standpoint, Alex Jackson made strides this year. At the same time. You know, the numbers you see out there in Arizona are good, but you don't ever want to put too much stock in numbers from the Arizona Fall League. And some scouts, they have some, and they still have some doubts about his swing. But at the same time, he's, he's established himself as a good prospect. But I'd say the best offensive prospect <clears throat> behind Acuna right now may be uh, Austin Riley, a third baseman who I'd say if you see him next year, it be September. Um, but at the same time, 2019. Might be a year where they're talking about him possibly being the starting third base. Very bright future for the Braves. All right, we're wrapping up a few weeks of postseason awards. Ender Inciarte wins his second straight gold glove. What does his defense mean to this team? Well, this guy's just – we face this organization saw from Andrew Jones what he can do with pitches to have Ender Inciarte may not be quite the, what Andrew Jones was at the same time. He's, uh, he's certainly proven to be one of the game's finest uh, – all around outfielders, stack has, you know, he's, he's basically a stack cast legend already. So, uh, um, no, I, it, I think here's a, a guy that not only can you make a difference up there at the top of the line, up put out there in the field, um, when you're putting together a young pitching staff like the Braves, having a guy like NCRT is in value. All right, Mark, as we wrap up here, you want to go ahead and tell Braves fans that they're going to be playing meaningful games in September? In September? Uh, I'd say they're a year away. All right. At least a year away. All right. Sounds good. They still have a lot to look forward to, though, for next season. Appreciate it, Mark. We'll talk soon. Thank you.